Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. In today's episode, we have something amazing for you. Our guest today is Dr. Carol Laurie. Carol has over three decades of clinical experience as a naturopath, acupuncturist, and homeopath. She's an expert in complex and chronic disease and women's health. She specifically focuses on breast cancer, fertility for older women, and autoimmunity. Today, we dive into the connection between autoimmunity and breast cancer as metabolic disorders. Carol explains what an integrative approach to care is, and we discuss the important role mindset plays in healing. Dr. Lori, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited that you're with us to help everybody connect the dots between inflammation and autoimmunity and how, if left unattended, that leads to breast cancer. I know you work in all of those areas. So welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So let's dive right into this idea of how does chronic inflammation or autoimmunity contribute to breast cancer? Well, there is the emotional component. Notice I'm starting with that. And then there is the biochemical or metabolic component. And we can measure really both of them but we measure them a little bit differently. The emotional component, and I'll start out with that first, because I think there is an emotional component to all illness, no matter what it is. All chronic illness has an emotional component. You can't be satisfied and engaged and happy in your life and end up with an illness unless you've been exposed to radiation in a horrible accident or such as Chernobyl or something. I mean, So I think what happens with the emotional component is we're like frogs in warm water. We adjust very gradually to things that don't work. And those little things where you think, oh, it's not a big deal. This is, you know, I don't really like this. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we're adjusting and we're adjusting and we're adjusting. And then all of a sudden, it's like you hit a brick wall and you go, I can't adjust anymore. And then you become physically ill. Now, the physical component of it or the metabolic or the functional medicine part of it is that the good news is we can measure inflammation. We measure inflammation with blood work. There's IL-6, IL-8 with you know breast cancer. There's more standard measurements of sed rate and C-reactive protein, ESR. We have measurements for all of your biochemical inflammation. And when I first start working with someone, I want those baseline measurements. I do too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then the good news is, as we put you on your protocol and we attend to the six steps, what I call my six steps of integrative healing, no matter what your illness is, there are always the six steps. We can then retest in three to six months and we can see how these numbers go down. And that's a very empowering moment for women because so often... 
you know, the person you're working with, whether it's a functional medicine doctor or a health coach or whoever, we ask you to change how you're eating, adopt your lifestyle to a healthier version, begin to have some fun in your life, cut out certain foods that, you know, as part that are part of the standard American diet. And then let's not forget, take a whole bunch of supplements (laughs) and you're thinking, okay, I'm doing all this. It's expensive. Quote unquote, we'll talk about that in a minute. And is it really working? And then you do this blood work and you see like, oh my goodness, my C-reactive protein was elevated. And now it's like within normal limits and my ESR was high. And now it's down. And, you know, my IL-6, which are contributing cytokines towards uh, inflammatory markers of inflammation with specifically with breast cancer, that's down. So that is direct feedback that one plus one equals you're physically better. Absolutely. And it is so much fun to see those markers start to correct. And as you said, so empowering and motivating. Sometimes we don't feel the changes and the improvements. It's slow. I tell people, you know, it took years to get sick. It's going to take a while to reach full wellness. And so I I totally agree. Having those markers is, is really satisfying because, you know, it keeps people going and they know what they're doing is really making a difference. Absolutely. And also you feel better. Yeah. (laughs) If those markers are down, And then you take yourself out of the warm water and stop adjusting as the frogs do and start really being honest. It's a multi-step process about what needs to change in your life. You are going to start feeling better and there's just no way you can't. And if, if you're not feeling better, then we need to do another deep dive into what's underneath more, not just the markers, but what's underneath more emotionally, or maybe there's a toxic environment Uh, or mold in your home that you're being exposed to, or you're in a relationship that's not healthy. I mean, we need to do a deeper dive. Absolutely. I love how aligned our approaches are. You know, we, we know what works. And and as you said, it doesn't really matter if it's autoimmunity, breast cancer, these certain, I call them pillars, your six steps, you know, these are the things that we know work. And I take the the very same approach as, you know, if the needle's not moving like we expect it to, it's time to dig deeper. Right. Now, I want to say that autoimmunity and breast cancer are two peas in a pod. You, If you have breast cancer, and that's one of the areas I specialize in, you have to have autoimmunity because right. you're inflamed, right? Your body is um, not doing well. And with autoimmunity and with breast cancer, I, I have a more feminine approach. It's not a war. You're not attacking your cancer. It's not something to conquer or kill it because those words are inflammatory in themselves. Just saying them creates trauma. And we want a more feminine approach, which is autoimmunity or breast cancer is part of who you are. And we need to become quiet and begin to have a conversation with the part of you that's inflamed, your breast, your thyroid, whatever, and begin to find out what the messages are from that part of your body that contributed. Notice it's not your fault. There's no shame. It's autoimmunity and cancer are very complex illnesses. And as you said, don't develop overnight. And there are multiple factors that have created this moment where you get diagnosed. So 
it takes a while to get diagnosed for the symptoms to appear that you actually go to the doctor and get diagnosed. And it's going to take a while to uncover, unravel all those messages. And I need to circle back to what you said, because you're so speaking my language, both with autoimmunity and cancer, there is this tendency at one point or another to feel like we're being betrayed by our bodies. And it creates this separation. And, and, you know, like you said, those negative words, the negative thoughts, and we can't heal until we realize, you know, I, I am my body, my body is me, we're on the same team. And I love what you said. I say it all the time. You know, our, our, it's our body trying to give us information. The symptoms are information. And, and once we approach it in that feminine, gentle way, even for you men out there, you know, that's when true healing really can begin. So that leads me, I've heard you talk about before, and this is the perfect setup to go right into, because you already touched on it. This, this mindset and how does mindset really impact treatment outcomes? <laughs> I encourage women to, we, we go down a path and we want to get like, there's the bell curve. We want to be outside of the box of the bell curve because the bell curve is like this and the studies and the treatments and the results are all within the bell curve. And when you add integrative care and integrative protocols and what I call developed mindset, you're out of that box and you're on a good you're in a good way out of that box. So I want to just go back a little bit and talk about the messaging that we as women and if men are here, it applies to you too. Get from American advertising. Please. It's so unconscious because we've all grown up with television. We all watch TV and we're exposed to this. This is how we think about health. So I have two particular ads that really drive me crazy. One is a woman, she's bipolar disorder. So there's a open image of the house. The house is quote, a mess. Dishes in the sink, laundry, the beds aren't made. And I'm like looking at the TV thinking, why is this the woman's problem or responsibility? <laughs> Number one, right? She's sitting there. She's obviously depressed. I'm thinking, where is her partner? Whether it's a man or a woman, why isn't somebody helping her? And then she takes this medication. And the next thing you know, she's folding the laundry and there's no dishes in the sink. And I'm like yelling at the TV. Why isn't somebody helping her? Why is she doing this by herself? That's ad number one. Ad number two is a woman is depressed. And I'm thinking, why isn't the man depressed? And then the next thing you know, she takes a pill and she's there outside having a picnic lunch, which she's serving. And I'm screaming at the TV. Why is the partner not helping her? And why is she doing the serving? Why isn't she sitting there being helped? So look at the messaging here. There's a problem. You take a pill. You're going to get better. There's no conversation about process of healing. And that's what you and I do in our work. Healing is a process. So the, we have to, when you develop the right mindset, you have to like go uphill to take those little messagings out of your brain. And that messaging can create a very negative voice inside of your head. For example, and I've heard this from women, lots of women, oh, it's taking too long. 
Mm. Oh, I have to, I, I noticed this phrase, I have to, or I can't eat X, Y, Z, or I have to take my pills. So that's a victim approach towards your illness. Yes. If if you're doing it because I'm telling you or somebody else is telling you, you're not going to, you know, somebody's going to, you're going to be at a party, there's going to be a pizza or some horrible sugar cake, which nobody should be eating, no matter what your illness is. And that doesn't mean you don't have treats. I can talk about that in another yes. moment, but you're going to say, oh, forget it. I'm just going to eat this. It's fine. Well, the reality of it is it's not fine. Autoimmunity and especially cancer are metabolic diseases. And when you eat sugar, you're giving cancer, the cancer gas tank, food and energy and gas for it to take off and run away. Cancer is a metabolic disease. The good news. You say that that, again. I want the listeners to hear that one more time. Cancer is a metabolic disease. That means there are processes in your body which provide the cancer gas tank with fuel. And that also means on the other side of that, that you have the power to stop feeding that cancer gas tank. And what you eat and the supplements you take make a huge difference in whether you have a pro-cancer environment, a body that supports cancer or a body where the cancer goes, oh, it's horrible here. I am not able to grow and I'm just going to die. That is an empowered approach towards cancer or towards any illness. And there's no ads on television for this. Absolutely. And, and it, is, it is power. I say to, you know, I, as, although I specialize in autoimmunity, I also do have clients with cancer. And that in the beginning, when before they are empowered, when they're learning and trying, you know, that like, I had one client say to me, well, I only ate half the bun. And I thought, well, you might as well have had the whole bun because you fed the cancer. <laughs> so, you know, once, once they get it and, and they, they own it and, and they, again, see those markers come down and realize that I didn't even re- know I was so fatigued. I didn't know I was in pain. Yeah. I didn't, you know, all these things I've been ignoring and pushing through. I, oh my gosh, if, if people don't get anything else out of all of the amazing nuggets so far today is that, you know, these illnesses are metabolic and therefore we can change them. Absolutely. You have a lot of power and you have a lot of control and cancer are cells that have decided to stop paying attention to the rules of stop and go. When we get in our car, we uh, see a red light. We all stop. That's what we do as a society. We, we stop at a stop sign. We merge. Cancer cells have said, forget it. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to keep going. And the other thing about cancer cells is not only do they not pay attention to the rules, but then they think that they, ha- they have the audacity to call the next door neighbors and the call the neighbors in the other town and say, hey, guys, I stopped paying attention to the rules. I want you to join me too. That's called cell signaling and metastasis and you know cancer growth. So you make your body inhospitable to cancer and they don't have the ability to call the neighbors more or less the next town over. I know those are very simplified examples of complicated metabolic processes, but we all need to develop images in our brain so that when you see this bun or this cake and you realize it's made with white flour and lots of sugar, first of all, 
what brought you to that moment where you think that it's okay to eat that for your health and for your optimal self? Are you hungry? Maybe you, you know, like one of the things that I work with people is like maybe you shouldn't leave the home with home the home without an apple. Yes. Or, you know, a little bit of a smoothie in uh, you know, a little con- container. I mean, we have so many options of schlepping stuff with us these days that make it really easy. Or I used to be a pastry chef. I've converted a lot of my regular, you know, recipes into gluten-free and extremely, if not zero sugar. Maybe you need to learn how to bake and you bake once a week and you or once every two weeks and you put stuff in the freezer. If you know that you're going to be having a gathering with your friends and everybody is eating their XYZ white flour sugar thing, why should you sit there and not eat something? Bring something for yourself. Absolutely. And you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to want <laughs> they want yours always. I joke all the time. That's my test is, you know, if everything that I make, I give to my friends who, you know, really don't, they're still full, like standard American diet, if you can even call it that. And they, oh, and never has anybody said that's too healthy or that's too. Oh, it tastes horrible. I'm not eating this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it tastes they horrible. It. I'm not eating. Right. Yeah, they don't even know. Like the, the first time I, I did like chips and guac and they had no idea that they were eating cassava chips and not corn chips. They really didn't even know. Right. Um, So it's, it is true. And it it does, it it is a a big challenge in the beginning. It's an opportunity to relearn. And just like with the messaging you were talking about before, right? We have most of us decades of messages that we need to get rid of and replace. And it's the same with our food patterns. And they, they, it does, it gets easier and easier and easier over time. I like to say that we, when we have a habit and we've decided intellectually to change it, like whether it's how you eat or how you talk to yourself, it takes energy to pick that habit up because those, that path is very well worn and you're creating a new path. So that takes a lot of energy to pick it up, <clears throat> move it over to a new path and start down that path. It takes a lot of energy and you have to be prepared because if you're not prepared, the next thing you know, you're eating the muffin. But right. if if you are prepared, you make your own guac and you bring your cassava chips and you just put that there. And then you ask what else, what other food there's going to be. And if there isn't anything else for you to eat, you bring something for yourself. I'm not into deprivation. Deprivation does not is not a nice life. I want everyone to have a life full of joy and abundance and love and fun. Well, those so, are important healing factors. They are. <laughs> so, yes. They are. Nobody yeah. is going to do well if they feel deprived and angry and resentful. Absolutely. And it's always short-term. Deprivation never lasts either. Those changes. Hopefully. That's that, that's that old, you know, quote unquote diet mindset. And that's the difference between diet and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Really? I mean, in a nutshell, I want you to explain to our listeners, you know, you and I could talk for hours and hours and we have similar language and, you know, we, we know what we're saying. Can you touch on the difference between a, a straight conventional approach versus an integrative approach. What what do you mean when you say an integrative approach? Well, I love that you asked the question. Thank you so much. I am an integrative practitioner, which means I believe in taking the best of both worlds. 
And as an integrative practitioner, my recommendations are science-based. It's not like, oh, I think I'll do a little of this and I'll throw in some of that. Everything is referenced. When I created my Path of uh, Breast Cancer and my Empowered Against Recurrence course, there's over 400 references from PubMed in there. So I, I appreciate the world of medical oncology. How I was introduced to breast cancer is a dear friend of mine was diagnosed And until then, as a naturopath, I had studied at the National College of Naturopathic Medicine. And as a licensed acupuncturist, I knew about cancer. It was, you know, a disease, but it wasn't up close and personal to me until I went through 18 months of treatment with my dear friend. Every oncology visit at UCSF, every infusion, every radiation, and she had to have her uterus removed because she had a negative response to tamoxifen, which happens. Um... And I really saw what was working in the medical oncology field and what was lacking. And here's my first introduction, which is really true. We go up to UCSF Infusion Center for our very first infusion. We walk in and we get her checked in. They go, well, you look a little thin. Would you like some Ensure? (laughs) Now, the number one ingredient of Ensure is glucose. And you have to understand she's about to get chemotherapy to kill cancer, but they want to give her sugar to feed the cancer. It gets worse. Two hours later, oh, would you like a lollipop? Here is some Gatorade. And oh, you're finished. Would you like a cupcake or a cookie? So four times during the infusion, she's offered sugar. And I'm like, these people don't have a clue. So I like talk to the head of oncology. I send over all this to research about the Warburg effect and talking, which is a German scientist in 1918, won the Nobel Medicine Peace Prize for this. I keep saying Nobel Medicine, Nobel Medicine Prize. And he discovered that cancer, given a choice between oxygen and glucose for its gas tank, will choose glucose, even though it gets much less ATP or gas or energy. And the pathway of which it needs to go to get that is more difficult. That's anaerobic glycolysis. So that was the this beginning. Was all the way in 1918. 1918. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But that was lost. Unfortunately, that research was lost for several years, many years. It's just had a recurrence, I'd say, in the last 15 to 15 years or so. It's just, oh, yeah, cancer is a metabolic disease. So, um, I think that we need to take the best of both worlds. The other thing that I began to do with my friend is use my skill set as a naturopath and a homeopath and acupuncturist. And we're at the her checkup before her infusion, her next infusion. And the doctor looked at her blood work and looked up and said, um, I don't know what you're doing, but I want all my patients to be doing that too. She wasn't anemic. Her white cell count was that of a healthy person. And he said, really, this is pretty amazing because at this point, you know, your white cell count should be down and you should be heading towards anemia. And she looked great and she had a very positive attitude. So this continued through her eight rounds of chemotherapy and then into radiation. And it's 15 years later and she's still cancer free, which is a big deal because between up to the 13% of women will possibly have a recurrence within the next, within five years after their original diagnosis. And we can get those statistics better. Recurrence does not have to be a random thing. It's not like a luck of the draw. You can really work 
to reduce your risk. And now, am I saying it's 100% and I guarantee you'll never have a recurrence? Anybody who says that you should run in the opposite direction. But I'm saying that we can get the statistics better for you. And also, we can have you know that you're doing everything possible to keep your statistics and to keep your risk low. And that really helps you. That's empowered. That makes you feel less anxious because I asked my community of over 10,000 women, what's your prime concern since your diagnosis? And 80% said, I don't want it to come back. And it's keeping me up at night. I'm wondering, you know, is it going to come back today? What else is there? Is there something else I can do? And the answer is there's a lot you can do. Just like with your autoimmunity, you don't have to be a victim to that. Right. Absolutely. And I always say integrative functional medicine, it's, it's, it's not an either, or it's an and approach. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there's, there is amazing treatment protocols in Western medicine. And if you're addressing all of the other lifestyle areas, I always say, you know, people reach out to me and and say, well, I want to get off my meds. I've heard your story. I know you got off 10 prescriptions. I want to do the same. And I always say, wouldn't you want to want, don't you want to feel your best? Like, well, shouldn't that be the goal? You know, I know when we're doing it right, eventually, especially with autoimmunity, they don't need those meds or, you know, they, they maybe less. Sometimes, you know, we can go down from 10 to three and you can be taking a very win. small dose. I, That's I fine. Still, I mean, I it's still not take, black and white. Yeah. No. And I take thyroid hormone. I don't look at that as a loss. I look at this no. as, you know, I went from being, you know, trying to be convinced to get a handicap placard to you just got to see where I live. Taking care of horses on 10 acres. I never thought I would do that. And you're right. If I was on still on three of those prescriptions, if they were working, and that's the thing, they they will work so much better if we're supporting, you know, getting to that root cause and really allowing healing to happen. It is, you know, amazing. So I, I thank you for taking the time to to share that story. And we almost all of us enter this world through a personal story. And so, you know, your friend is so lucky to have you and kudos to the oncologist because I all too often hear doctors see these amazing, you know, inexplicable changes or, you know, somebody's labs look way better than they should. And too often they don't ask, what are you doing? Everyone should be doing so good for, good for that doc for, well, I made sure that doctor knew what we were doing too. <laughs> Believe me. Hi, here's what we're doing. So, yeah. you know, it was as a best of both worlds moment. She was interested and I made sure that she knew. So it was, was the, the door was open. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity was, yeah. was there. So I know you have a, a gift for our listeners today. And so I'd love you to talk a little bit about it and I'm sure it'll lead you into, you know, why nutrition is so important. So tell them about it. Well, if you have, I have two gifts. If you have autoimmunity or, or if you have breast cancer and that I have these eBooks where I've done an enormous amount of research. And of course they're beautiful because I've, it has to be beautiful for you to enjoy it. If you go to my website, Carol Laurie, and my last name is spelled L-O-U-R-I-E.com there's a download section and you scroll down, there's healing nutrition for breast cancer and there's healing nutrition to live your best life or some similar title to that. 
And whether you have autoimmunity or if you have breast cancer or you know somebody who has breast cancer, those are free downloads for you. And if you want to reach me, I have a contact me option on my website and I respond personally to every email that I get. And I have, I'm launching my Empowered Against Recurrence online group coaching program and where you get six weeks with me. We meet in a group of women and it's really enjoyable. And we go through my six steps of nutrition, supplement, emotions, lifestyle, monitoring your health, and then specifically for breast cancer, reducing the side effects of tamoxifen and aromatase inhibitors. And that's six weeks. And that's at a very special price, which it's not going to stay that way past this year. So if you're interested, I encourage you to go there and, and maybe sign up for one of my free webinars. Amazing. And all of those links will be in the show notes. And I have to say, I, I went through, I, I'm going to add, you said, you know, for, for breast cancer and for autoimmunity, really for anybody looking at those recipes and, and people ask me all the time about juicing and smoothies. And, and often I discourage people because it's so difficult to find recipes that taste good that aren't loaded with sugars. And I cannot wait to make some of the recipes that, that I found in your eBooks. They are, so I would say they're just for great health for anybody. I mean, they're wow. amazing. Yeah. And I know most, especially based on, you know, to specifically heal the it, autoimmunity and the breast cancer. Yeah, absolutely. It's about as it's autoimmunity, breast cancer and good health. I mean, the right. thing about cooking and eating this way is it has to work for you, but you can't be ma making one meal for yourself and the rest for your family. That's called how to get exhausted and resentful. Yes. I mean, this is a way we all as Americans should be eating the standard American diet quadruples the cancer rate. That's a fact. Say that one again too, please. The, the standard American diet quadruples the cancer rate, not just breast cancer, cancer weight across sure. the board. And it increases cardiovascular disease, obesity, and hypertension, and I'll add autoimmunity. Absolutely. So we all need to move away. Divorce is a better word. The standard <laughs> American diet. And then people say to me, well, what kind of way should I be eating now? For autoimmunity and breast cancer, the, the research has shown that the modified Mediterranean diet is the healthiest. If you have uh, brain cancer, you want to be eating the keto diet because that's right. been also research pro proven. So colon cancer, also the Mediterranean diet, autoimmunity, obesity, hypertension, high cholesterol, cardiovascular disease, the Mediterranean diet, 25 years, thousands and thousands of women, they have proven this across the board, that Mediterranean diet is vegetable centric, is essential fatty acids from olive oil, virgin olive oil, not too many carbs, low sugar, and a little bit of wine. And I love the, she's looking at my dry farm wine t-shirt guys. I, I love the, that you really explained proportions because it's so important. If you look at what's included in a Mediterranean diet, and you're not paying attention to that it's vegetable centric. I have been keto for about seven years now, right. and my diet is vegetable centric. I eat nine cups of, you know, mixed veggies a day. That's beautiful. People, it's so any, any approach you take needs to be veg vegetable centric. 
And then it's, you're playing with quantities of for, so for me, it, it would be identical. I don't do the grains because they don't treat me well. That's the only reason. Right. Every You have to individualize the plan. Notice I said modified for sure. some people. And also I believe in gluten-free grains. So camut yes. and, and, and couscous is not gluten-free, right. you know, camut and quinoa and a little bit of wild rice, but those are carbs, even though they're gluten-free and, and Tef has a very high protein content. Yes. But so, you know, like a quarter cup and you don't right. have to eat that every day. The rest is like beautiful vegetables and we're getting into the fall now. So instead of salads or some salads, but root vegetables that are yep. baked with olive oil and rosemary and garlic, Ooh, and then a little bit hungry. of, yeah, I know a little <laughs> bit of delicious protein that's been slow cooked and, you know, in the oven. I mean, it's yeah. not a difficult way of eating and it doesn't take a long time and you can batch cook and then freeze stuff in glass. Absolutely. I, that's what I do all the time. And I, I love, you know, taking people who don't cook at all. And, and again, it, it sounds overwhelming in the beginning. What do you, you know, what do you mean? I have to cook all the time, but it, that's it. There's tips and tricks. You don't have to cook every day. You don't have to cook all the time. And you can have real food and, and instead of what is passed for food in the standard American diet. Yeah. If you're opening up a bag of vegetables and putting them in the microwave, by the time you eat them, there's nothing you're eating like this piece of paper. <laughs> paper. Yes, absolutely. Well, we could talk about this forever, um, but before we say goodbye, can you give our listeners what is one simple tip, you know, one action step that they can take today to start to improve their health. Open up your pantry and take everything out in the box. Read the labels. Mm -hmm. If there's a red dye number, blah, blah, or a yellow dye or a blue dye or some long word that you don't know what it means, or if it starts with ingredients, cane, sugar, glucose, fructose, that's not a healthy item for you. Beautiful. I Give love it to the, the Goodwill pantry, pass it on to the pantry. It's a great step. Read those labels. I promise if you're not already a label reader, you will be shocked. Oh. It is much more difficult. <laughs> my daughter had said to me, this was a huge win as a mom. My daughter was in high school and the kids went to the grocery store at lunch oh. and she called me. She said, thanks for ruining my life. I found, you know, something I really wanted to, to eat. And then I read the label and there was no way I was putting that in my mouth. I was so proud. <laughs> so, so for everybody listening, thank you so much. We'll have your, the website and, and all your links in the show notes, guys, take advantage of these gifts. They are amazing. These recipes are incredible and the, and it is beautiful. You're right. It is, it is very beautiful. So for everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. 
You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.